This is episode 37 with Nadia Abelhassan, and we are talking all things self-confidence and embracing the hustle mentality. You're listening to Chats with Kat, where I catch up with my fellow millennials every week to share their journey of self-actualization, overcoming fear, and paving the way for a soul's purpose to shine through. Let's start that right here, right now. Build your own dreams or someone else will hire you to build theirs. That is a quote by Farah Gray. Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Chats with Kat. <laughs> I hope you're all doing great. <laughs> this week's guest is amazing. She's so, 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 so cool. And I'm actually fangirling over the fact that I'm having her as a guest and that she agreed to do this because I've been following her for ages online and I've been gassing her up in all her pictures <laughs> and I didn't really think that there would come a day where we'd actually talk, but we did. And her name is Nadia Abelhassan. She is an amazing fashion blogger, a Wilhelmina model, and a fashion designer. She's best known for designing clothing lines for Boohoo, Additionnel, and Lord and & Taylor, and now she has her own clothing line by Nadia. She's also been featured in Vogue Italia, Complex Magazine, Teen Vogue, Refinery29, BuzzFeed, Seventeen. I could keep going on and on and on. She's lit. She's doing so much. We discussed her journey into becoming a model, a fashion designer, and a role model because so many women look up to her for inspiration honestly I do I know I do uh we immediately vibed and hit it off I think it's because she's a Virgo and I'm a Capricorn and also because she's just cool (laughs) but you'll immediately be able to tell that she's just super down to earth and authentic and real and a bit of backstory as to how this all even came to be sometime last year I tweeted I'm gonna interview Nadia within the next year and I was really on my manifestation throw everything out into the universe type shit and when I tweeted it she actually responded let's do it and I was like oh my goodness I cannot believe this she just said yes so I emailed her and she held her promise and here we are we actually did it and our conversation was amazing and I really, really appreciate that she took the time to do this because Nadia's actually preparing for a TED talk in Athens like yeah she's really doing it and um she took the time to do this so i really appreciate it i'm gonna stop rambling now because i'm sure you just want to get to the amazing conversation before we get into it just want to remind you that as always if you feel like there's anything that was shared in this episode pass it on to one of your friends that you think could really benefit from hearing the advice or the messages that we shared without any further delay here is my chat with nadia here's my chat with nadia Thank you for being on the show today, Nadia. Of course, I'm excited. I'm so, so thrilled because quite frankly, this is a selfish thing. Like I've been wanting to talk to you. So it's like, you know, like I have a platform now. So I'm like, oh yes, this is, this is it. <laughs> this is selfish Kat reasons. Really though. I like chats with Kat. Thanks. So for those who have not come across your platform or your work or who are not familiar with you, can you tell them a bit about who you are? Um, I design things. And I sometimes model, even though I'm five foot three. And what else do I do? I blog. And, yes. and I don't know. I just do a lot of things. I'm a social media digital influencer. That's what old managers used to call me. 
digital influencer. I guess that's it. Well, you do a lot. You, I think like you, you need to give yourself more credit. You're about to do a TED talk for God's sake. Uh, yeah, I know I do, but you know, like do it. Like what do you, you know, what is that? Like, what do I say? You know, every time somebody's like, describe me, when everybody t- tells me to write like bio, like biographies on myself, I'm just like, <laughs> those are always so hard to do. <laughs> I know. It's like, what do you say about yourself? You know? Well, I think that you are amongst many things, obviously, like, you know, you have a platform online and you have a blog, but you're also really inspiring. You're really relatable online. And that's something that um, I think is very hard to come by these days. And I think that's why so many people are attracted to you and everything that you do, because it's like, oh, like, I just feel like she's somebody that I would know. And that is that's a commodity. Like that is something rich right there. I would rather that than people think like you know, what I have isn't in reach, you know, or they couldn't relate to it. Well, that's, that's exactly where I wanted to talk to you because I feel like of all people, you have figured that out. I think that you are so transparent that you give a sense of like, wow, I think I could do this too, you know? Good. And that's, um, that I think we, we obviously all need that because I feel like, I mean, on my side, it seems like you're really living out your dream. It seems like you're doing what you've always wanted to do. And, um, it's inspiring because, you know, oftentimes you see all these other people who have all these things and it just seems like their life is so perfect that there's no way that we could get there, yeah. you know? So that's why I wanted to talk to you because I want you, you've already inspired me, but I want you to inspire my audience to just really feel like, yeah, I have all these things going on and, you know, like I'm going to give you the keys because you could do it for yourself too. Yeah. yeah. That's so, so sweet. Thank you for all your sweetness. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to take it back a few years ago and get an idea of what was going on through your mind when you won American Apparel's model search. What made you submit those photos? What were you thinking when you found out you won? Um, I didn't even know they were having a contest until Gabby Fresh, you know, Mm -hmm. she's another, um, she's like the, one of the first like plus size fashion bloggers wrote me like, oh my God, I totally think you could win this. And I did not know her. We never met before. It was like, this is a long time ago. And I was just like, really, you think so? And she's like, yeah, you would totally win it. I'm like, I'm going to just apply. At first I was like, no, they're not going to do it because like American Apparel specific, you know? And then I was like, you know what? Let me just try. And so I submitted this, like, I was wearing like high-waisted leggings, like black tight leggings and like a swim top from like a vintage swim top. And I was like, I'm going to just submit this. And then... I won. I at first it was like some other girl who won it that was like doing some sort of like I don't know what she was doing, but she really won it because she won, had the most votes. But American Apparel is the one who narrowed down to like a few people, and I flew out there, and I really couldn't believe I won. I was happy, but I didn't know like it would set me onto like a whole other like wave of like what I wanted to do next. And I remember flying out there and getting paid like a thousand dollars to take pictures of myself so i was like oh, i'm about to you know to make some money off this yes. <laughs> like literally what i thought to myself <laughs> and then after leaving american apparel i like went back home told my mom in two weeks i'm trying to move to new york i don't know what i'm gonna do out there but i'm gonna try to just you know do something in the fashion industry and then that american apparel is really what set the tone for like my next four years so you literally won it and you came home and you're like, I'm so inspired that I'm just going to pack my things and leave. Yeah, there's a, um, 
there's another model who I met back then. She's actually a photographer now. She did the shoot with me. And I remember her saying to me, we were like walking away. And she was like, this is like one of the smaller checks I've ever received from like modeling. And I was like, bitch, this is a thousand dollars for taking pictures of yourself. And like, I was, you know, I didn't have that money then, you know, I was like working at a small Arab restaurant in the food court since I was like 14 years old. And I was going to college full time. And I used to have to thrift shop because every time I blogged an outfit like four times a week, I wasn't going to spend a ton of money at like the actual stores. Yeah. So I was just at thrift shops because that's what I afford. And when she told me like a thousand was like on the lower end of the money she used to get, I was like, I'm about to, I don't know what I'm about to do, but I'm about to go. <laughs> Try to <laughs> so we're. Were you scared? I mean, I'm sure you were obviously scared when you went to New York, right? I wasn't really scared. I spent a lot of my summers as a kid, like going to Jersey and Newark and New York and stuff. So like being up north wasn't really, it wasn't like a shock to me. It wasn't like a, like, oh my God, I'm somewhere I've never been before type shit. But I, I went with like a $2,000 like, like $2, in my account and I'm like, okay, I'll get an apartment. False. You cannot get an apartment for $2,000. <laughs> reality check for real <laughs> I was young I didn't know what I was thinking but I was like let me wait till I land a job and then I landed the job I stayed at a friend's house for like three I was literally there like three months until um I was like in Elizabeth New Jersey with a good friend of mine a good friend of mine's family not even like her um what else and then I I landed this like bullshit job blogging for them which I totally finessed because I'm like oh yeah look how many followers I have I can blog for you (laughs) (laughs) and then I um you know just got paid from that job and like my first two checks I just went like oh hey here's my pay stubs and I went with like my three thousand dollars then and got like a little tiny place on 152nd and Broadway and that was my first little studio in New York and then after you were here like how do you do even go about trying to find your place or navigate this whole industry? Because fashion and New York City and and fashion in particular are just, you know, obviously really big deals here. But if you don't know anybody, it can be really hard to get in. So how did you figure that out? Well, first before I was probably blogging a year and a half before I even went to New York. So I was like already building a name for myself. I had already like I was living in Florida when like 17, actually before I even won American Apparel, I modeled first for 17 magazine. So they hit me up first before anything. And they're like, oh, do you want to be our curvy girl? Like we have a shoot on Tuesday. It was like a Thursday. And I'm like, yeah, I'll um, see you then or whatever. I had to buy a ticket for like $400 to fly up there because I lied and said I lived in New York so that they wouldn't (laughs) pick some other chick who had like a curvy body. And I'm like, yeah, I'll see you Tuesday. I had to like, Asked my mom for $400. <laughs> I was like, I'll pay you back, I swear. And so I went. And so, what? and then I shot again with them while I lived in Florida. So I had shot twice with Seventeen Magazine before I even went there and then did American Apparel. So I was already like building a name for myself before I just went and like, I'm just going to throw everything away and just go to New York type thing. And yeah. really, um, like I went to Plus Size Fashion Week um, once when I was first there to just like meet people and like my followers and stuff and I was, you know, meeting with showrooms, like just pitching myself to different companies. Like, I, like if, the, if their emails were like info at whatever, doc, I would just shoot them an email and be like, I'm Nadia, I'm an influencer. I would love to stop by your showroom. And then when I go to the showrooms, I'm like, oh, I like this company. 
And I remember going to, um, this was like before like any really popularness or whatever you call it. Like I remember seeing Boohoo's like section in a showroom and I'm like, oh, who is this brand? I never heard of them before or whatever. And the girl told me who worked for that PR company. And I was like, oh, can I have this red dress? I wore the red dress. It got like a ton of buys. And then next time I went there, I met with them. So it was like a, it was, it's kind of like just showing face and like reaching out to brands, even if they don't know who you are, because it's worth a try. You know, the most they can do is say no. Exactly. That's what I did for like two years. For two years you did that? Yeah, I did that. It started off in Florida and I used my 17 magazine and my American apparel shoe as like, look what I did. Look what I did type thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I like use like my, my little bit of following I had then and I got a nicer camera, so I was taking better pictures, and I, I basically just finessed it the whole way through. Like there was, like there's obviously every day like hustle work that was behind it, but I did not know what I was doing. So this whole idea that people have to like kind of have an idea what they're doing—that's not the case at all. Yeah, you just have to look like you know what you're doing, right? That's literally it. it. Just show face when there's events pop up. Like, I don't really go to events now because I don't like talking a lot to people. (laughs) I don't like, I don't like the fluff behind it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'd rather just like have a one-on-one with somebody or something than going to like a party when I don't even really drink. And like, if I do drink, then am I going to get ratchet? Am I not wholesome enough for this brand? So I don't want to have to overthink. So I just don't really go. But I'd say if you're starting off, show face as much as you can you know even if you don't want to i used to fake like i wanted to be at places all the time and sometimes back then i really did want to because i like my hustle for like showing face was more than now you know like i have different you know dreams now so i mean it just it's not enough to just be behind a screen i think that's also important to to that people need to remind themselves of that because they think like, oh, I have these followers online, but, you know, connecting with people in person is really where yeah. work gets I done, mean, it's I how think. you build relationships, like, and you really get to know somebody's personality because, you know, even on social media, I don't show all of myself, you know what I mean? I show what I still want people to see, you know what I mean? I don't post, like, everything of my relationship or, like, you know, I'm having a bad day. I'm not getting on Twitter anymore. Like, eh, fuck everything. You know what I mean? Like, it definitely used to be me, like, four years ago. But I definitely think that people do need to get out there and just show face or, like, and if you don't want to go out, that's fine. You know, you can just pitch, like, crazy yourself to people. Email, you know, Mm -hmm. show your Do you have any, like, three things like your top three things that people should do during this time like if they're listening right now and they're like okay I've been meaning to do this I I've been wanting to get out there but I don't know where to start what are the top three things that somebody should do right now um take really high quality images so that magazines can use and the companies can use whenever you like wear their outfits um high quality images um I would say make an Excel sheet. This is what I do. I make an Excel sheet of like all the contacts that I have and with the names, last names, email, who the brand is. And, you know, just, you know, say like, hi, my name's Nadia. I just wanted to reach out to, you know, introduce myself. And if you guys ever have anything in the near future, I'd love to work with you or collaborate or honestly, 
some companies don't even know what they want until you tell them what they want. Like, you know, when I first started with Boohoo, they didn't have a plus size line. It wasn't until I sat with them and I was like, you guys should come out with plus size pieces. It would do amazing as fuck. Like not a lot of brands have good quality and expensive plus size pieces. And they're like, oh, you think we could really do it? I'm like, uh, yeah, you guys are amazing. So, you know, then they started working on it. Some people don't know what they want until it's like presented to them. So if you like pitch yourself to a company and be like, hey, listen, I'm I'm really good at designing or styling. Why don't you let me do a style edit or a design capsule collection or whatever? Just pitch what you think. You have to find your strong points. You know, some people Ooh. just try to do a lot and don't like focus in on what they're really good at. And I just took what I was really good at and pitched that to them, you know? Wow, that's important because people sometimes want to do everything. Yeah, and you can do everything. You know, like I didn't think I was going to model. Like I never thought I would be signed by a big agency. And to be honest, the only reason I'm signed to a big agency is because I'm an influencer. They wouldn't give a fuck about me if I was, because I'm five foot three. (laughs) You know, nobody, like, I mean, realistically, you know, I'm five foot three and the industry isn't really ready to have petite people. I would like to think that they do. But when I show up to casting calls, I know I'm different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be like, you know, you you have to know where you're strong at. And even with being signed to Wilhelmina right now, they know my strong points also. And that's what's so great about them. You need to have like a I don't know. I, there's so many things that when people are starting off that I think that they should do. But I, I think going back to like the original question, it needs to be those first two constantly pitching yourself and understanding that you have your own lane. And just because somebody, you know, is in like a same group as you doesn't necessarily mean that they bring to the table what you do. So you have to understand like, I'm, I'm on a, you are enough kick right now. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because people don't acknowledge that enough because they're so busy, you know, comparing to what other people have, like, you know, and not they're so busy worried about what other people have and what they don't, that they're not realizing what they're actually good at. So I think you need to figure out first what you like and what you're good at and then make a career out of that. Is that something that came natural to you or did you have to really think about that for yourself? Um, It didn't come natural to me. Like I... When I was getting, when I was getting my AA degree, I was originally going to do like, I wanted to be like a TV person, like a radio personality or do journalism and like bring awareness to the issues that are happening in the Middle East. But when my blog started picking up, like I knew what I really enjoyed doing was fashion things. And I didn't know, I didn't, like, I kind of knew I wanted to design stuff. Like I would go to the thrift store and like redo outfits, you know, and like make up my own type thing and come out with new styles and stuff. But I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And like I said, when I went to New York, I didn't know what I wanted. I was just like, I should be there because fashion is there. <laughs> it's like literally <laughs> what I said to myself. But I mean, sometimes it is, sometimes you're, what you want to do is going to change. Like I literally, some days I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to close my clothing line. I'm not going to do it anymore. And the next day I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to keep it. I'm going to like see it all the way through to the end. Like I, this is literally my brain. Like every week is like back and forth. Like I'm just not going to do this anymore. I'm just like, it's too much energy, too much time, like, you know, and then the next day I'm like, I really love it though, blah, blah, blah. So it's one of those things that you have to see things through to the end, you know, not just give up because something is difficult. 
Yeah. It's a lot I of see. information. Just like I, this is all amazing. This is all so needed though. It's everything that you're saying is on point. And it's coming from a place of I've been there. It's not like you're just saying it out of your ass. Like you've yeah. actually experienced this and there are a lot of women in particular who look at you and they don't know the other side. They don't know what it took you to get here. And they just look at your amazing pictures now or like she has everything, right? Like they compare themselves to you maybe. And that's not the case. Yeah, I don't think anyone should compare themselves to me because I go through a lot of my own shit. I just don't talk about it. I don't think it's good to like, you know, even at one point, like I'm, so now I'm like trying to think more about my steps up to here because I'm doing that TED talk soon and I'm like trying to like therapy reach into my fucking brain <laughs> and like think about reasons why I do the things that I do because you know I, I write this story I'm like writing for TED talk and then I send it to them and they're like okay but why did you do it and I'm just like but sometimes I just do it because I wanted to at the moment and there wasn't like a reasoning behind it you know so sometimes you don't need like reasoning to do something if you just want to do it you know, I just like do whatever you feel like doing at that moment. And I don't know. And at that moment, it was right for me to go to New York. And like I said, it's not it doesn't my journey isn't always going to be the same as somebody like like I said, like a previous interview I did. You know, I, I think like I was my own manager. If you already have a strong team, don't leave it. You know what I mean? It really just depends on the individual person because, you know, my journey is going to be different than yours and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's the key. That's the key. We're all on our different paths. I mean, obviously, there's things that people can take from your journey that they can apply to theirs. And if there's something that you did that they think could work for them, then totally take it. But it's that that thing where people are looking like, well, she did it at this age and then I should be doing it at this age. And why is she getting this? And I didn't get that. That's the word. It doesn't work like that. Uh, I, I mean, I've been there, too, though. So I can't you can't like when I was typing on my tech talk, I'm like so many people will write me. There was like a point in my career where. I literally had like 58 cents in my bank account, but I was considered a public public figure like on Facebook. <laughs> it was like a funny shake because I was so broke. But I had to think to myself like, and I would go on like this whirlwind of, oh, if my parents had money, like a lot of money, whatever, if I was rich, it wouldn't be like this or whatever. And I'm like, well, they had it given to them or whatever. But it's just like, some people do have it easier than others. And that's just the what, it's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? And you just kind of have to, not think about why they have it better. I mean, there. I mean, there's different cases for that, but I mean, you just have to think about what can I do to get there and all that energy you're wasting spending on why do they have something and I don't, or like, why are they at the level that they're at? And I'm not like, I want to be a millionaire already, you know, but my circumstances were different than somebody else. And I always think my circumstances is going to be way more difficult. Like when I went to, you know, the refugee camps in 2014, like what's so different from me and them, you know, I was just happened to be born in America. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things that it kind of puts things into perspective. And I stopped comparing myself the second I saw something that was way worse than me. So I kind of just had to like humble myself sometimes and think like, you know, not that I'm cocky, but just like, you know, think that there's so much more going on in the world than whatever problems we have right now at this moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it's sometimes very hard to remember that because all you see is what's around you, you know, and you're, you live in L.A. for God's sake, like L.A. 
is <laughs> very yeah. superficial and you know like everybody's just flashing and flashing and flashing mm-hmm. and I'm sure that that starts to kind of you know plant seeds in your mind so it's like you're actively working to take out those seeds like no you're not going to infiltrate my mind you know yeah and it's and it's even with social media because you see everything looks so glamorous like why am I not in Bali right now you know what I'm saying like why am I not on vacation or like you know why am I not on South Beach like on my yacht you know what I mean but everybody just you know, you just, that's not everybody's reality. And even if I did have a lot of money, you know, your family could be sick or like, you know, any, there could be anything. So not everybody, you know, what they show you is what they're going through. I guess just be nice to people along the way. Yeah. My last tip. Well, I mean, and and you, that's what you're doing. I mean, like even being on this show, I'm not like this famous person. You're not going to gain like half a million followers or anything from having a conversation with me but you're taking the time to do this so to me that shows that you are like you're rooted in your purpose and you're rooted and you're humbled because like I'm not you know an influencer in that way like you're not gonna you know get your next top gig because of me but you're still taking the time to do this so just just a check for you that you are obviously doing the you're you're doing your thing you're you're walking the walk you know Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, So prior to all of this, you said you wanted to go to journalism school. Mm -hmm. So when you made that decision to be like, okay, I'm not going to go to school in that way. Um, I'm actually going to go do this thing. How were you feeling at that time? And was your family freaking out? Were they thinking that this was a bad idea? Um, My my parents always let me do for the most part what I wanted to do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My mom... So, like, my dad's definitely more like, you know, do you think it's a good idea type thing? My mom's just like, oh, just do it. You know what I mean? Type thing. But, you know, um, they trusted me and that I knew it was right for me at that moment. You know, like, my parents have always been like, you know, you love who you This is my mom. She's like a little white lady from West Virginia. She's like, you know, you just love what you love and you, like, love what you do. And, you know what I'm saying? Like. And my dad's more like a strong Arab, like, you know, cursing all the time. But, you know, they, my dad, I don't know. I, I don't think they want me, I don't think my dad would want me to go into journalism for Middle East stuff because, you know, the backlash that I might get or whatever. He would, honestly, my dad was afraid, you know, when I first started blogging, he, he's the type that like he, supports but he always also tries to like warn me for things yeah. you know in the beginning he like bought me my first camera for for blogging and stuff and then like five seconds later he's like but do you think you should use your last name because you're probably not gonna get a lot of jobs because you know he was affected by like 9-11 and not being able and he knew like you know he's been through what he's been through because you know I'm still only half white you know what I mean so he's been through way more shit than I have but you know, I just remember thinking, like, I'm going to use my name. I'm not, I'm not changing my name. You know what I'm saying? It's like stuck in it. They don't like me. They don't like me. And, yeah. you know, I wasn't going to change even then who I was for. And this was like when I first started blogging. I wasn't going to change who I was to fit somebody else's mold. And, like, I don't know. They were always really supportive of me. I, w- I was finishing out my two-year, like, AA degree, like, my basic courses, so I graduated with my AA and then I applied for fashion school and I got denied in New York. So my mom's just like, oh, you know, it's okay. Like I didn't even want to tell them that I got denied because like that was my plan to go to New York and go to school over there. And, you know, they were just kind of like, 
nothing like negative. They just, you know, are supportive no matter what. I don't know. I, I, I'm very um, grateful to have such parents who like literally let me do what I want since I was like 16 years old. You know what I mean? So I, I can't really speak on like anyone else because I was like, really like, you know, parents are still together and you know, they were such a good foundation for like what I was able to accomplish because if it wasn't for them, then I wouldn't even be here, you know? So that's that. Yeah. They're super supportive. That's amazing. That's great then. Then you didn't have all of that pressure going into it. Like, oh man. Yeah. I mean, there were like doubts. I mean, I was like, if it doesn't work, I always have my mom's house is what I always say. And it's funny because like now I make so much money, but I'm still going to go live with my mom in my mom's extra room (laughs) in my mom's house. I'm like, I'm going to live part-time in Florida, part-time in New York, a little bit in LA. So it's like, I always have a place to just go back to and like, that's considered home. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. That's so important. Yeah. And that's a gift, really. So throughout this, even now, where you are right now, do you have your moments of doubt? All the time. Like, I I just, I'm just not a person who dwells on it. There's things that happen, like, things that happen all the time, but, you know, it's not over till it's over type thing. You know, like I said, I, I've been doubting even keeping Binati open, you know, I literally had a dream last night that I came out and told everybody I was closing it and everybody was mad at me. Like I literally had a dream. I remember my vivid dream and I'm just like, right now I feel like I need to be in New York. Like I need to like work on like the modeling aspect of it, especially now that I'm signed with Wilhelmina, I need to work on that type thing and influencing versus designing the collection. And I feel like I designed the collection with Boohoo. I designed two collections with the Chanel. And then I'm like, I want to do my own collection. Now that I did my own collection, I'm just like, there's so much fuckery behind it that is this worth it? Is it worth my energy? Because now I feel like I'd rather be like helping people with their careers versus, you know, making clothes now. Either way, all I'm saying is I doubt myself all the time, but I don't, I'm like, either way, I don't, I don't dwell on it because... I really, I'm really like a firm believer in whatever's happening at the moment is setting you up for whatever's next to come type thing. And, you know, I look back on, even when I used to live in New York, I wasn't happy when I lived in New York and now I want to be back there. So I kind of just focus on what is good for me in that moment. And I think that's what people need to do too. And like not beat themselves over for making a wrong decision. Like I've wasted a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of energy. It's like breaking up with a boyfriend that you should have broken up with a year ago. You know what I mean? I've been a lot of those too. So (laughs) it's a matter of like seeing the red flags and acknowledging it and, you know, what step is next. And I just Mm -hmm. try not to dwell because, you know, I give myself like five minutes to be upset about things and then I just go on to like whatever's supposed to be next for me. Yes. That's why you've gotten so far and that's why you'll continue to go so far. Yeah. But on on that note, what are some aspects to to this life of, you know, being a blogger and an influencer and having this large presence online that people don't see, the, the, the other side of it that people would never consider because they think it's just so perfect all the time. Oh, I'm home in like clearly sweatpants and sweats like 95% of the time. Right now my schedule is like mostly so busy that, you know, like, and people really do do this sometimes. They like will really go to events and like, 
hair done, nails done, face done, like full, like prep their outfit five days in advance, like all that. But I'm very much like so much of my work is at home and so much is like I literally like some of my outfits, I'll have to shoot like three looks in a day. You know what I mean? Like I'll like like, oh, I'm wearing this to store. False. I'm not wearing it to the store. <laughs> I'm throwing it on to take pictures and then I like like grab toilet paper from Walmart and then go home, switch outfits. <laughs> and then like, oh, I have to go to the post office. Let me change my outfit. My hair and makeup's already done. Let me go drop these um things off to like my assistant or whatever. And then I'm like in another outfit, but it's like heels, so it's cute, but I'm not really running errands, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because <laughs> you have to do what you need to do until to figure schedule and back then I used to actually wear my outfits like out every day whatever but now it's not realistic you know Mm -hmm. it's not realistic anymore so I totally was that even answering the original question kind kind of a little (laughs) what was even the original question I just spy off sometimes that is there any aspect to this lifestyle that people don't see I mean I don't, I don't even think it's like specifically my lifestyle. I just feel like it's social media in general. Like, whole yeah. like, I'm very much like, I don't know. I just, it makes me sad sometimes when people think that they should look a certain way because everybody's looking like that now. You know what I mean? And like, I can't change their minds all the time. You know, I can like kind of inspire them for that moment to like feel good about themselves. But I just wish there wasn't like, getting your whole self redone, you know, is so glamorized. And it kind of makes me sad that some girls feel like they need that. But then again, that's not really the people who are getting themselves done's fault. It's more of like a self-esteem thing and looking within yourself and understanding that you are enough and you don't need to change yourself. And if you do want to try to change yourself, you know, you have the right to do that. You know, I'm really like on the fence about social media and like, Cause I feel like there's such a good representation out of girls of all shapes. Like, you know, there's Gabby's been around forever. Ashley, like Tess is bigger, you know, on the bigger end. So she has people that she's representing and, you know, like there's such a bigger, there's a, there's like Barbie, you know, Ferreira. Um, and there's so many girls who are like doing their own thing and like fucking Rihanna's coming out with like, you know, pop in plus size lingerie too, bitch. Come on. Yes. And so it's starting to finally get the recognition it needs, you know? And I mean, it's not even like a plus size thing. It's like representation all together, like Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are things that we needed such a long time ago. And I'm glad like social media is bringing that to the forefront and having the conversation. But then there's always the negative sides of social media. That's the, I want to be this way because somebody else has it. So I think it's important. I wish more social media people or just like famous people in general just, you know. But then again, are we giving famous people and social media people too much, um, you know, like control over what we think of ourselves? You know, it's a conversation. It's too many opinions. And I even go back and forth with it. Like, you know, I'm a role model to some extent, you know, but not all the way. And I think that goes the same for everything all around, you know, and I don't know. Social media is just one of those things where it's a good thing. There's pros and cons. So yeah. how do you how do you manage to maintain your social media life and your real life separate, if that makes any sense? Because in a lot of ways, they kind of overlap. 
-hmm. but how do you manage to be like okay that social media is work and it's not life you know Uh, what i mean well i get up in the morning and i make sure the first thing i do is like not look straight at my phone i'll get up i'll pee i'll take out my dog (laughs) (laughs) and i'll sit outside or whatever and i usually call my mom right away facetime her you know i call like my family first and bother my boyfriend a little bit and kind of just like for that first hour just be to myself and then after that I'm like straight to my emails so I can't and before I even I don't even check social media until emails happen first so I mean I don't know it's just about having a good balance like you know even sometimes my boyfriend would be like, you should just go super hard, like social media wise. You should just fucking like kill it and go super like how you used to back then and just like go full force. I'm like, oh, do I really want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what I want at this point. So it's kind of, I'm like in one of those in between stages, but I don't know. I just try to, you know what helps? My boyfriend's not allowed on social media, you know, like he has Instagram but posts like once every three months. Mm-hmm. And he like doesn't barely get on Facebook. He like doesn't have a Twitter. So he's like, "What are you on? How do you even use that? What are you saying?" But I know low key sometimes he text he checks my tweets. So like, <laughs> I know he'll like go naughty on some Twitter <laughs> and look at my shit. But I, he doesn't like get on social media. Like you know, so it's that's it. The people around you are such a strong. You have to have a good like team around you, and like. I, I used to be like, I used to be consumed by social media. Like in my last relationship, I was on the freaking phone all the time. Like that's just what we did. We were on the phone all the time. So it's like different with like him. Cause I like get up and we'll go to like, Oh, let's go to Iceland or whatever. And I'm like, okay, let's plan Iceland. So I'm like doing something else. And like, we're looking forward to traveling and like living an actual life versus and like working versus like actually spending all the time looking at when I get on social media, I usually go and I post and I spend the first 10 minutes like saying hi back and forth to people like in my DMS or in my comments. And then I stop after like 10 minutes and then I'll go back and just make sure like every like four hours or so there's not like you're an ugly fat dumb bitch. And I'll like delete it and block you. know what I mean, just like make sure it's not like a couple of, cause then it becomes like a war in my feed. And sometimes, especially when I'm like advertising for brands, I don't want like all that drama shit in my shit. Yeah. Also, like it's so funny from like when I first started I was when I'm thinking about TED Talk I like they're like well how did you feel when people would make fun of you like on social media and I'm like oh, it's social media it's one of those things that they're not saying it to your face and I'm sure like I would never into your face be like you know whatever say whatever you know what I'm saying like you would never be like eh, you have an ugly shirt on like nobody would say that shit to my face in real life so it's just like one of those things that you have to not let people dictate your thoughts you know yeah so, uh, but a lot of people don't know how to do that I mean oh. shit. sometimes that happens to me even like um I'm in an interracial relationship and I get very weird comments sometimes from people just like being really hateful about the fact that I'm not dating somebody that's black and I'll sit with that for a while and I'll be like damn like this is somebody who lives around in the world that feels this way about my life and it hurts but at the same time it's like they would never say that to my face they would never say it to your face yeah so it's just like a delete and block type of situation I mean low-key might get some like racist people here and there like if you were in like midwest yeah (laughs) you know what I'm saying or like I don't know somewhere but 
I my there's a difference though. I when people call me like fat and ugly and stuff and like am I pregnant? It's one of those things. It's like that doesn't hurt my feelings more. I, I feel like you know when you get like a drop in your stomach because somebody says something about you, like or your like, boyfriend breaks up with you, so you're like, oh, I don't feel good. No, I like literally have like no reaction feeling to it whatsoever. I'm just like, ugh, again, delete block. Like literally, I don't even block them most of the time. I usually just delete. But mm-hmm. it's different when somebody's talking about your character or like I don't get upset unless they're talking about Junior. You know what I'm saying? And still then he's like, why are you upset? You know, like some guy has been like harassing me like literally on. Let me see what happened. Somebody is using my pictures. So whoever hears this, stop using my pictures. Somebody literally uses my pictures and gets like their bills paid. And I don't know if that's, that upsets me or if that makes me happy for them. <laughs> like, honestly, I just want to be like, do you want me to take a selfie for you? I don't know. But somebody's literally using it. I like the name Leslie. And people use like me on date websites or whatever. But this chick got like, I guess her bills and stuff paid for to the max. And this guy like is harassing, harassing me all the time, like writing my family, writing Junior, calling because him a monkey. Because he thinks I swear that you're like, him. Well, he thinks that you are actually that girl. He thinks I'm literally that person. And and um, Cameroon. He's like, you're writing me from an Ohio number. I swear, like, all, I'm like, I literally even. He's like, you need to explain to me this to me, like explain this to me right now. And I'm like. Because he was writing so much, like excessive, excessive. I was like, you know what? Let me respond to this person nicely. And I'm like, listen, somebody must have used my pictures. And he's like, no, it was you. I'm like, I don't. He's like, you have. He goes, he like sent me pictures that I had on Snapchat that he thought were private pictures. I was like, that's a selfie with me with the dog emoji, the dog thing on my face. Like, bruh, thousands of people, half a million people saw that picture. What are you saying? So. He was just going in, like calling Junior a monkey, like call, like all this shit, like yes, bitch, like all this shit, and like writing my family's personal Facebook pages, like insane, crazy guy. Oh and my gosh, what do you even do in that situation? I just kept reporting him and blocking him, and and reporting him and blocking him, and like he'll follow my best friend Shiva, and like he'll go and write crazy shit on Junior's page, you know, and then I'm just like just block and delete him. At first, the first day, I was like nervous. I'm like. This person's going to show up to an event that I'm at or whatever. Like, this person's fucking crazy, you know? And then I think he finally got it kind of in his head that that's not me. You know, he thought he's like, maybe you're scamming me. And, like, you had an Ohio number you wrote me to. And, like, you know, he, I'm like, bruh, you don't know what FaceTime is? <laughs> like, how Apparently quick was it for not. you to get on this call with me? It took, like, yeah. two days. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, once I saw the actual email, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, ugh, cool. crazy. People are crazy. Yeah, that's a whole other side of it, too. I don't like, know you're where that yourself... topic came from. But... Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> love it, though. I mean, I don't love that situation. That's messed up, but yeah, I love that. And I'm sweet. Like, people use my pictures, but blood don't use them. But there's only so much. I can't, you know, can't control what people use on the internet. I. Anyways, that's my story. <laughs> that's how I distinguish my real life versus my social media. Life. Well, yeah, that's that's a that's a very obvious one. That one will follow you. I mean, hopefully, it does not follow you much longer. Hopefully, that gets settled like well, ASAP. Where we came from, we came from um, when people were just judging me on social media. Oh yeah, that's, yep. where, I that's where it came from. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. I just block and delete, block and delete, and the and the reason I am like able to like do both is because my family and like support team and my my boyfriend and 
my best friend. And, you know, I have so much real life shit going on that I don't let social media like go into a whirlwind. Yeah. Do you feel like there's ever people who who try to take advantage of you because of social media? What do you mean? Which way? Like if there's people who see like your presence online and they're like, oh, I want to become friends with her because of what she has. Have you ever? Oh, all the fucking time, bitch. I used to not talk to anybody in high school and all them motherfuckers want to write me now. Wow. I don't respond to any of them. (laughs) So (laughs) I can't tell you like, there's some people I really was friends with. Like when I was a kid, I weighed like probably 190 pounds and I was 11 years old, right? Because I had like pneumonia and I wanted to talk about this in TED Talk, but I was like, should I, should I not or whatever? Because I don't want to make it like about a whole weight thing. You know what I'm saying? Because so many girls who are, you know, don't feel confident in themselves and they're smaller, you know, it's what leads to a lot of plastic surgery and shit, you know, but I used to be friends with like, I remember this guy named Michael Mercado, like I'll never forget his name. I should write him now, but he used to be my friend when I was like really, really fat. And I came back to school and I lost, I had pneumonia. They gave me steroids and made me gain a bunch of weight. And I kept the weight on for like two years. And like nobody really wanted to be my friend. And then I came back to school when I was like 13. The summer had like came, I was going into eighth grade and I lost like 50 pounds. Cause I just went like, I went on like the Atkins diet and I didn't really like, I used to eat like packets of sugar. Like just like not packets of sugar, just like a whole thing of candy. Like when people like get candy and they eat like one, like I'm gonna pop a little candy out. False. I eat like the whole fucking bag and then like an extra bag. <laughs> like I used to eat like crazy and I gained a bunch of weight. And when I came back to school, everybody was like, oh my God, is that Nadia? Like, oh my God, she looks so good. And then all the guys wanted to date me. And then I was like, now cool. And I just, I learned really early on at like 13, the fuckery of people. Like, I learned really quickly how fucked up some people can be. You know, I remember I was in like the fourth grade and I I felt so fat that I was like, I didn't even want to be like at lunch with people. I would get really good grades so I could sit in the like, like, um, you know, like they have those like portable room things. And like sometimes like, oh, in Florida, you know. Yeah. And I, he, I had like a teacher, Mr. Calvin, and I like would get good grades so I could just sit in the room with the teacher. I was like one of the good kids, you know, just so I'd have to be around like recess with all the other kids and shit. Cause I felt like an outcast cause they made me feel like that. And also it was how I felt about myself, my self-esteem and shit. Mm. And then I was just like, I'm just like sick of feeling like this. And I just like stopped caring what people thought. And when I lost all that weight too, that was like another like, realization that people can be fucked up and we were 13 so imagine like now when i'm about to hit 30 realizing people's fuckery you know yeah so people who like want to use me because like i have people who write me like hey i have like i'm so proud of you blah blah blah, and like thank you i have nothing wrong like my thing is like i don't hate anybody right now even people who i used to not like fuck with completely and they did me grimy or whatever like even especially like especially like specifically even my exes like i don't fucking hate them you know what I mean? I don't have enough energy to hate anybody. But and I wish the best for you and I want you to find happiness. And I want you to find career career wise what you want. And but I'm not going to actively like be your friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to actively go out my way and help you when you didn't give a fuck about me, you know, five years ago. And I don't even care about the popularity because if I didn't have half a million followers, I still wouldn't fuck with you. Like <laughs> It has nothing to do with 
Like I, it literally has to do with how you treated me five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, 15. I could have been, it could have been when I was 15. I'm still going to remember. Yeah. Like, so how do you now, how do you differentiate when people are coming from like a genuine place and when people are like trying to use you for something? Or do you, or do you keep a really tight circle and you just don't really go out and make new friends? I don't really make new friends, but I also can tell I'm very good at observing people. I don't know if that's like a Virgo thing or maybe I just been through so much shit that I just can acknowledge when there's red flags or whatever. And like most of the time I know people's intentions. The only time I don't know intentions, you know, back then was like getting into relationships, you know, I was like, you know, for the dick sort of just like get a blurred vision. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of just like, but I usually know people's like intentions, like, and especially guys who try to like, Oh, let me shoot you. I'm a photographer. Like, are you with your iPhone photographer? You know what I'm saying? Like, or, you know, just like girls who think they're, they're going to benefit off me. And the people I actually have around me now, I knew from when I was like, not shit. So like Shiva, I knew since I was, you know, 19 years old, junior, I dated once when I was 19 and had like the slick hair and like all that, like the slick gelled hair and all that. So like, if you dated me then, you know, what's different now type thing. Um, <laughs> Lucas, like my hairstylist guy, who also lives with me. He, I knew him when I first moved to New York, and I was like almost evicted from my place, and I didn't have money, and he was like still doing my hair for free, and like, you know, it just shows people's. So I, yeah, I do keep a tight circle, and I'm always open to meeting new people, and like, you know, like, I'm not gonna shut anyone down, but once I see like red flags, I very much say to myself, and I'm here for you for like a phone call, but. I'm, I'm probably not going to go have lunch with you or like, yeah. you know, and you can kind of tell when people are trying to pick your brain. And it's so funny because I'm, I'm the type of person that's like, if you, because you're really nice, you've been a follower of mine for like ever. And you asked to do this podcast, whatever, and I'll be like, I'll tell you all you want to fucking know. Like I'll give you the, like, I'll give you like the foundation for your future career. Right. But like, I will not, if somebody just writes me like, Hey, I want to pick your brain, like from a company. I'm like, okay, well that's $5,000. Like I literally am like <laughs> You're a multi-million dollar company and you want to pick my brain, you can fucking pay me for it. But here I'll sit down and like, honestly, that's why I'm like, should I do YouTube videos like saying the pros and cons of like career wise or whatever? And I could do, I can go for days, like giving what's happened in my life and how they could probably take it away to go to theirs. But, you know, also Kanye is doing that like really big rant about being nice to people who are mean to you, you know? Yeah. Should but, I, I mean, be nice to people? Gotta gotta pick and choose though. I don't really know if <laughs> everything Kanye is saying is you know something you could apply to your own life. I'm not I'm literally always that. in between. Like, should I be really nice or should I be like petty Nadia from like ten years ago? It's a constant battle. <laughs> it's a constant somewhere battle. Somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I don't know how we spiraled in this conversation again. <laughs> I really don't know how we get to here. <laughs> it's the best it's the best okay so let's let's go to one question though that I really want to know um so when you when you're in a headspace you're kind of like maybe anxious whether something went wrong with the line or something you just heard some news from a brand that didn't really sit well with your whatever the case may be how do you recharge and how do you reset your mind um well I usually do give myself like that five minute freak out and I'm like what am I gonna do what am I gonna do and then I I go to like a 
centered place where I don't act like irrational. I kind of just like, I'm like, I'm not going to like spaz out or I'm not going to, you know, lose my shit over something. I don't, that hasn't even completely, like my motto really is like, it's not done till it's done type thing. And I say that to say like some brands don't, you know, like if some, if some brand was like, oh, we only have this kind of budget. And I'm like, I'm not going to fucking do that because it's like totally not, it's like totally like ripping my own self off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And knowing your worth again. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to say this is what it is. And if they don't like that, then that's what it is. You know what I mean? It's like, how many times are we going to compromise ourselves for like a brand or for a relationship or for like someone who doesn't care about us or like just any fucking you know, aspect of that. It's like, why do I have to keep compromising myself because you don't want to see my worth? So it's like, whenever something happens with that or something happens with a brand not working out, like, I don't spend a lot of time freaking out about it. I solve the problem. And then I, my thing is, is, like, I'm very much like, I have to solve the problem right now. It's like, if I get in an argument with my boyfriend, we have to talk about this right now. I can't go about my fucking day and do what I got to do until this is resolved because there's somebody I care about. Or like, if the clothing line's messed up, I need to resolve it right now because it's something I care about and I'm going to get it fixed this moment. And if I can't, then I know I can fix it in two days. Like, and just try not to dwell over like, you know, yeah. whatever is going wrong with it. And I watch a lot of, um, like, I used to watch a lot of Oprah when I was young, I used to a lot of watch a lot of Tony Robbins and stuff growing up. And I don't know, I just and like Will Smith always is like really motivational things. He's popular. Yeah. Um, I just like I watch and I like read books like self help. I have if I were to get up and show you like my stack of self help books, you'd be like, bitch, <laughs> you need zero therapists. <laughs> like I read self help books. Also, my best friend is a therapist. She's going. To, she's graduating in like a month for a psychotherapy degree yeah so you're set yeah she's very much like it's so funny because i make fun of her because when we first like were young we'd be like fuck him fuck him or whatever dump him or whatever blah, blah. and now she's like well how do you like what do you think like what do you think is <laughs> i used to get like the honest answer and i get the therapy answer which is like the more thought out it's better because she already knows that i've already made a decision in my own head she's just like bringing that out type shit Right. I would say that we already know like the advice that we ask for everybody else. We just want like validation. Exactly. Type thing. So exactly. anyways, I'm spiraling so. off again. <laughs> so books. So do you, do you, you read books? Yeah, I read books you... and I watch like motivational speeches and I kind of just, I watch motivational speeches and I, I try not to um, get upset over smaller things like that. Like if something were to mess up with by Nadia, then like it's supposed to happen, you know? And you know, like I said, everything, I'm very much like the universe is usually always trying to tell you something. So you have to just acknowledge when it's trying to do that, you know, so sure. that's that. Yes. Okay. Well, if there was one message that you could get out to the world, what would it be? Um, I'm going to say this because I've been like prepping the TED talk and like, this is like the number one thing that I'm going to talk about. Like at TED talk. So I want, this is like the number one thing I always want to get across to people. Like, in order for us to reach our like maximum potential, we had to have self-confidence. And in order to build self-confidence, you have to start with, you know, yourself and not allowing other people to like dictate your thoughts, you know? Like it's so important not to let other people define us 
and you shouldn't be afraid to be a bunch of different things. You know, like I used to be like, oh, I'm not a model. Right. Because I'm like, I'm only five with three or whatever, blah, blah. And then I just started saying like three years ago, I'm one. You know, it took me being also signed to Wilhelmina to sort of even just kind of get the validation. But if you think you're something, it's like somebody, it's like subjective, right? It's like somebody saying I'm pretty, but then like 20 other people think I'm ugly. So I don't know. Not letting other people dictate what you think about yourself and, you know, you're worth it. You know, you are whatever you want to become basically. And you just have to take whatever steps necessary to get where you need to go. It's like what I think. Mind over matter. Yeah, basically. Manifestation too. Yep. And like, yeah. You believe in that? Do you believe yeah. that you've manifested and visualized so, everything? That's like my whole life. Like, I like, the being able to see something through to the end, like, I knew I was going to have my own clothing line. I just didn't know how to get it, you know? And nobody could tell me different. Like, at the FIT schools in Miami, New York, couldn't tell me that I was going to be a successful fashion designer. Or, like, you know, these bitches, you know, saying I'm ugly or whatever, guys think I'm not attractive. Like, that wasn't going to stop me from thinking that I wasn't, you know? Like... I can't front, like, at a point, like, early on in my career, I was like, well, really? These people feel that way? Like, I literally had, like, an article. I was writing TED Talk. I was thinking about this. literally had an article that said that, like, is she shaped like a fridge or not? I swear to God. <gasps> what? I swear to God. It was a real-life thing. And it was so fucking crazy. But you know what's funny is, is that I started dating this one guy, and he found me off of that fucking website. <laughs> I was like, how did you find my social media or whatever? And he told me like a year later, like I found you on this website or whatever. I'm like, that fucking article. I hated that article. <laughs> but hey, you know? Wow. Telling you, that's what I'm saying. It's like he, the guy literally wrote it saying about how ugly I was. And then this guy who's fine as fuck was like, this bitch is amazing. See how that worked out? Wow. Yep. Look at that. Just can't think what, you can't get upset over what people think, you know? Yep, it's true. Damn, that's so true. <laughs> so freaking true. Well, for those who want to follow you and, you know, keep up with your work, where can they find you? Um, Nadia Abulhasen, N-A-D-I-A-A-B-O-U-L-H-O-S-N. Yes, yes. <laughs> down-packed. Really My dad's right. I probably should have just did, like, a short name, like, Nadia, <laughs> like, what's it? Like, Nadia Marie. Doesn't people use a lot of that? My mom's middle name. People use like those short like rose and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Nah, I like your real name. I'm yeah. glad you stick you stuck to your real name. I know, I like it too. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode and make sure to follow Nadia and keep up with all of her amazingness. Yay, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. You can keep up with Nadia on Instagram and on her blog at Nadia Abulhasen. That's N-A-D-I-A-A-B-O-U-L-H-O-S-N. Thank you guys for tuning in and we will chat next week. That was this week's episode. I really hope you all enjoyed it. If there's anything you'd like to chat about, send an email to cat at catlantigua.com and I will make sure to get back to you. You can keep up with me in between episodes by following cat.lantigua on Instagram and heading to catlantigua.com to opt in to receive my weekly newsletters. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. 
I'm sending you all lots of love, light, and good vibes. We'll chat next week.